0: Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a not-safe-for-work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the week, and really at the end of our ropes, and we want to be able to talk honestly and openly about what we do without, you know, having to worry about losing our jobs. So we'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast, hence the Elvis. Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast is brought to you by our friends and all of our supporters and listeners just like you at Patreon. That's right, for as little as $5, $10, you can join our Patreon and become Patrons of Teacher Needs a Drink. That little bit of money helps us keep going and also gives you access to lots of lost episodes, bonus episodes, interviews with the host, special live recordings where you can call in, as well as special events like our watch parties and advance notice about our step bets and stuff we do. So I'd like to give a big thank you to all of our patron patrons out there. So here we go. Newest one is SWFL EV Owners, Amanda F., Ariana L., Jessica H., Physics Runner, Melissa V., Steph, Science Teach 17, Michael M, Kim C, William P, Sarah O, Aldrich T, La Scorpionita, Britt M, Tisha C, Teresa H, Biker Teach, Caitlin L, Marsha M, Wiazza, Christina B, Miss Alabama, Kristen B, Megan R, Hoovian, Ashley M, Jason F, Amber H, JJ O, Jeff S, Abby B, Ann T, Sarah B, Regina F, Anna L, Josie S, Sam B, Lucy P, Mary E, Jamie B, Hope H, Aaron D, Kristen W, Vanessa J, Mary C, Ryland L, Catherine S, RJR, Kristen C, Johanna H, Tony and Christina K, Irma A, Nimi Melissa M, Lisa and Sarah N. Woohoo! I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or you have to do an after school program or you're an English teacher got swindled into doing the theater program somehow, go to ludlamdramatics.com. They have resources for theater teachers because if you are a theater teacher, or if you've ever tried looking there is jack shit in the teacher store. So go to ledlambdramatics.com and find all the things you need to know cuz it is an amazing wealth and abundance of amazingness. Also check out our other sponsor Legendary Pretzels. They take these rod pretzels, they even have gluten-free options. They dip them in chocolate, they wrap them in caramel, they're covered in candies and chocolates. They are amazing. They're legendary. Go check out Legendary Pretzels. They are amazing. All right, my friends, this is a very special podcast It's myself, Mr. Wayne Kerr. Ms. Sparkles was there, but she ended up having a crappy connection and buzzed out, but we have a special guest, Daphne Williams, who is the teacher career coach, and she's going to give us lots of information for those who want to, you know, jump ship and try moving into the corporate world. We have some great questions, a great conversation, so enjoy, and if you get a chance, make sure you subscribe and leave a review, and if you have anything you want to ask us, hit us up through the contact page or our website. All right, friends, Enjoy! Do this. All right, my friends, welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and with me today I have Mr. Wayne Kerr. I'm going to be honest, I don't buy the publications for the articles. (laughs) I did once There was a brief time I had a subscription And I saved them And then I realized What was I saving these for And so I gifted them To the dumpster fairy And so I put them in a box Next to the dumpster And so hopefully I was like paying it forward To all like the middle school boys That found it when I was a kid (laughs) The whole finding porn In the woods condition Anyway all right, my friends We have a special guest here today I'm going to introduce her In just a minute But first I just want to talk It's Monday right now And I am Right, I am getting paid incredibly stupid amounts of money to work with a really young group of kids, a group of toddlers, essentially, for an hour long after school thing. And they've been in school all day long. And now it's like after school time. They haven't really had a snack. They haven't really gone to the bathroom. And these kids are nuts, y'all. And most of them, for the most part. of them are pretty well behaved and down to do whatever and then there's like four or five that are just feral fucking beasts and it's really crazy and the rest of my day is great I have amazing students I have amazing classes all before then but this extra special group that I took on to make extra money and it is paying me really well holy crap, they just drain all my energy and all my life force. Like, don't touch him. Don't choke him. Put your hands to yourself. Go sit down. I invested in these smelly stickers from Amazon that are amazing. It was like 12 bucks for like 5,000 of them. And the grapes really smell like grapes and the bananas smell like bananas. I mean, it's they're a saying I recommend that anyone who needs to bribe kids, I used them on middle school students and they flipped out They're like, it smells like grape. I'm like, yeah, isn't it awesome? <laughs> I don't even know if smelly stickers can win over these toddlers. It's just, it's nuts, but I'm going to keep doing it because they pay me stupid amounts of money and I will find a way through it. But Holy crap, it just sucks my life out. But Wayne, it's been a week or two. How are you doing, man? What's going on? Mr. Wanker? I had that thought today that
1: if there was that one job at another school that wasn't teaching what I teach, I would leave just right now, just done with it. Um, I think it's mostly to do with the fact that we have so many kids that are, um, what's word I'm looking for, less socialized than normal, that I'm just like, for fuck's sake, why are we having to go over like basic elementary shit? As in, like, stop talking with the teacher talks. Good God. Kind of done with the whole, why the hell am I having to teach kids how to behave when that should have been done already? Whether at home or at elementary. So, fuck off.
0: Yeah, the number of teachers I know right now who teach middle school and high school who are having to do basic stuff like, hey, keep your hands to yourself don't interrupt like these very basic things that you kind of get out of the way in elementary school like hey don't cut in line they're having to do it again in middle school and high school and it's just it's fucking bananas now it's been crazy when I have time off now I am taking time off to the fullest like this weekend my kids were gone there with their mom and so me and Priscilla had the house to ourselves for it was a three day weekend because the kids were off Friday and I only had to do a little thing and so I had three and I just didn't do anything Like, I cleaned the house moderately Friday so I could, like, navigate myself. The kitchen was clear and all of that, and I could have a little bit of peace. Because if my house is messy, I get anxiety. But when it was done, like, I didn't do anything this weekend. Like, I plotted it so that I would get a few computer things done Friday so there was no, like, lesson plans that needed to go in on Sunday night. And everything else, I would just do Monday morning. And so this morning, I woke up early, and I was getting stuff done. And a teacher was like, what, you didn't have time this weekend? I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't make a thousand copies over the weekend because this was my time. Go screw too, no. yourself. No. no. Yes, I'm a little busy right now, but you know what? I'm getting paid and I'm on the clock right now. So yeah, I'm cool with that. I don't mind no. sp- I don't mind a little sprint if you're paying me for it. I'm not gonna bog down my weekend. But everything is getting a little crazy right now. And as we've been talking, a lot of teachers are talking about jumping ship and wanting to or looking at perspectives because because of the pandemic, a lot of the faults of education have been amplified. And before where my general thing was like, well, if your situation sucks, you should probably just look at trying another district or look at trying another school. There's better admin. There's better things. But there's a lot of universal kind of shitstorms right now. One of them is this kind of a lot of kids – Forgot how to be social. Forgot how to behave. Forgot how to do homework. What? And we set the bar so low during pandemic and just trying to get kids to do stuff virtual last year. And while the bar is a little higher, it's not where it belongs yet. So if this is the kind of situation you guys have, you might consider, you know well, fuck it. I don't want to work here anymore. I don't want to teach anymore. I don't want to be part of this anymore. Well, our guest, Daphne Williams, the teacher career coach, she could probably help you with that. Um, Ms. Daphne, could you tell us a little bit about what you do and what your whole career and corporation and job is?
2: Yeah, uh, it is actually a very good segue from that conversation that we had because I ended up leaving teaching about five years ago uh, due to working in a very very toxic environment one where the principal would send text messages what are you doing today on your day off Um, was very micromanaging and it wasn't the only thing that pushed me out but it was kind of the main reason why I ended up deciding to at least take a year off of teaching. That was at the very end of 2017. I decided uh, the 2017 school year, I decided, you know, this is, this is it for me. I'm going to take a break. And then if I want to, I can go back into a new district. I had already switched districts twice and I, I just thought it was time for me to have a change with that there were no resources to help me identify what other careers I was qualified for. I didn't want to go back to school. Um, I hardcore struggled with the whole mindset of it. I didn't feel like I was qualified for anything, even though I had a master's in curriculum and instruction. And I ended up finding a job as an educational consultant for a Fortune 500 company. Um, That is a vague title. Educational consultant can be a variety of different things and often means freelancer, uh, someone who's creating their own PD. But in this particular role, I was a salaried professional, basically doing free professional development for schools and talking at national conferences on behalf of a client, my um, employer. And during that time, if I mentioned that I was a former teacher, well, you know what happens you know, Mm -hmm. all the teachers come up whispering and they say, okay, cool, cool PD. But like, how did you get this job? And I started realizing that there was nobody who felt comfortable saying it's okay to leave teaching if you are unhappy and there are careers that you are qualified for. And so I started creating them. um, I think back in 2018, I then went on to land another role as an instructional designer at a different education company and started creating courses and resources and a podcast and working with a um, human resources expert. She's a career coach. She has over 10 years in the recruiting, resume writing, hiring kind of space. And her and I have teamed together to just create all of the resources that teachers who are thinking of leaving um, may need to just, just understand what their options are. Because what I found was teachers feel backed into a corner. They don't feel like they have a plan B. You can either become like a tech TOSA or an admin and that's it. And so I wanted to make sure everybody just knew these are your options and you are not stuck if you don't feel happy in this career. And obviously that has really started to pick up this last year, unfortunately, um, where I am happy that I'm able to support so many people, but it is needed more than ever before.
0: Yeah. No, 100%. I I think you're right. I think a lot of teachers don't know where to go. A lot of teachers, once they've gotten to this point in their career, even just a few years in, they're like, oh, well, what do I do now? Do I just teach forever or... Like, really, you are 100% on the spot. And so I, I know even I did a lateral jump in just working with private schools and starting my own professional teaching company, and it's how I do what I do now, where I don't have to work with public schools anymore. And some people are really baffled by that. And so I'm curious what kind of steps you took to make the corporate the corporate world see you as just another teacher, because a lot of the outside world doesn't really think much of educators And I know when I was doing my brief time of submitting resumes and trying just to get noticed by things that 100% their job description was what I do and what I've specialized and what I've done for the last 10 years. But because I was from the public education world, they wouldn't even really look at me. So how did you get their eyes. I mean, what did you do? What was your secret there? This is what everyone's asking you.
2: (laughs) So I, you know, really lucked out. I had a resume that was very rich on talking about how I trained other teachers on implementing technology. It had a lot of integrating technology into the classroom kind of experience in it. And it almost matched up to a T to the job that I ultimately landed as that educational consulting position. But that is not often the case. And right now it's more competitive than ever. And what you have to always know from a hiring manager's perspective and from even a hiring manager at an education company's perspective is they're not going to make a single inference about what you do. You have to translate every single bit of it to make sure it's the most relevant to that specific job. So what I mean is when it comes to Um, keeping track of your students with IEPs, maybe there's something in the job description that's uh, asking you to handle uh, a lot of different files that have different, you know, like security clearance, or I'm just making up words now, but you might write on your resume, oh, well, I handled IEPs. They're not going to make that connection. You have to be the one to rewrite that specifically in their language of, I handled student documents that had a specific type of clearance, blah, 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 and write it almost to a T. And that's one thing that I see that teachers really struggle with. And a lot of times, they actually want to focus their resume entirely on the fact that they taught students. They taught, let's say, common core curriculum. They taught fourth grade. They taught uh, small group instruction, gifted students. English language learners. And all of that is great if you're going to be a subject matter expert for let's say like professional development roles, writing curriculum for fourth grade or for gifted and talented students. But it's not really going to translate even for a project manager role in an education company. You're going to focus on anything that's happening beyond the classroom anytime you're managing your teacher's assistants or mapping out all the um, curriculum that you're doing over the course of three months, that project management piece that you were doing with curriculum or project management that you did with creating a field trip and... Um, you know, pushing out all the different pieces of it. So you have to really think about all the things that happen outside of the classroom and how those translate into whatever the specific job is. Um, and sometimes you're going to have to take some LinkedIn learning courses to up your skills. You may want to, if you're going for specific types of jobs, even throw in some freelancing work from here to there because I like doing freelancing over volunteering because your time is very limited. And if you can get paid to start learning whether or not these are the right directions for you, I would highly recommend that. Um, But it's just very highly competitive right now. So doing a couple tweaks here or there on your resume isn't going to be as beneficial of really learning the ins and outs of rewriting your resume, learning about applicant tracking systems, learning about all the keywords that they're asking for, and really understanding the job that you're applying to.
0: Wow. No, you are a wealth of information. You're saying all the things that I want to hear, and it sounds like... (laughs) And no, it sounds like you are an incredible resource. And so you, this is pretty much your career is helping and helping teachers find their way by pointing them in the right direction for resume writing certificates or.
2: (laughs) It is is hard for me to say it as a career because I am still full-time employed. I actually have a team of six or seven. Many of them are former teachers that I've hired to help run this entire (laughs) thing because I wanted to help. Bring in people who needed jobs and give them the jobs before I walked away from a career that I was actually very happy with.
0: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad you're able to give other teachers a job and do all this. My friends, you can find her at www.teachercareercoach.com forward slash teacher needs a drink. To get all kinds of information, we'll also have the link in the description of this podcast on our website, on our Facebook, on our Instagram, on our Linktree. You'll find this information everywhere on how to get her and a lot of her resources. This sounds really amazing. It sounds like a resource a lot of teachers could really use just to help them get in the right way and give a little bit of hope to that crazy, crazy world. Do you guys do any kind of training as far as contract negotiation? Because in education, we're like, this is how much a teacher who's been working this long makes. That's it. Because that's a whole different world when you're trying to decide what your payroll is going to be or how much you're going to make because you actually get a say in it when you're trying to go to the corporate world. Do you guys help with that?
2: Yeah, I actually created a Video inside my course once people have gone through the interview process and it gets time for salary negotiation about best practices with salary negotiation. I have a former teacher friend of mine who actually landed the same role that I did first thing out of the classroom. And then she ended up negotiating her salary and leveraging herself in a different career trajectory than I took, but she started making multiple six figures in her role i've interviewed her for the podcast but she helped me understand because she was doing all of this research about salary negotiation because she was going for these high stake jobs basically knowing up front what is the standard for this position what is the standard you can find that on glassdoor.com you can find specifically for the company and having a range of what your specific salary would be. If it is 70,000 because you know for a fact 70,000 is the least that you can take to make it worth it, well you be firm with that, but also understand whether or not that 70,000 is the base rate and you make commission on top of it because teachers always kind of forget those other factors where 70,000 with a commission could easily end up being over six figures by yeah. the end of the year depending on what the actual role is. But having all that upfront and knowing that whatever they offer you, it's okay to try to up. And I would say about 10% is the norm. So if they say 65 and you come back with like a 72 number, that's okay. But if they say 65 and you say ninety. (laughs) <laughs> then they may walk away from you, which is, that's okay. Yeah. If if 90 is your absolute firm and that is what you need, well, it's okay to ask because what's the, you know, what's going to be the biggest thing that happens. But what I have found is people coming in with unrealistic expectations of what other people can do because the hiring manager absolutely does have a budget. They have a specific number that they can't go over for this role. And especially if you are coming in even if it's a higher-paying, more experienced intro level position, unless you are coming in with, you know, like director of learning and development experience, you cannot negotiate much more than ten percent usually. But everybody know your firm number going into it is my best advice.
0: Wow. Nope, because that's something I, I think most teachers just get paranoid because that's not something they've ever, ever had to do before because districts don't negotiate. They're just like, this is what it is, have fun, and so you take it. And so, wow, the idea of being able to make double what we get a wonderful idea. Ms. Daphne?
2: Yeah, just to add to what you were saying as well, though, is I have seen a lot of teachers who have right off the bat said, oh, well, there's no positions that are going to hire me for the same salary that I have. Or, oh, well, I heard that corporate trainers only make 50000 or blah, 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 blah. And they're not doing enough research on it. Maybe one of their teacher friends applied for one specific position and it was, you know, maybe a $50,000 position. And then that's all the data that they have behind that. And so they're using that as an excuse not to put themselves out there and not to try other interviews or other companies. But every company has a different schedule and every job is its own unique, different job. So a corporate trainer at one position may pay 50000 because you're staying inside the building and you're doing corporate training maybe for Groups of five to ten people once in a while, but it is a salary position where another one might pay 120,000 because they need you to be bilingual and fly across the United States. So there's going to be a lot of fluctuation there, so making sure that you always keep that into account and not you know shutting a door on an opportunity just because you've heard it once or twice before.
0: Wow, Good advice. Wayne, do you have any questions for? Her? I mean,
1: she's covered everything that I was going to talk about because, like, that is one of the things that I am afraid of. That um, the salary thing is definitely a thing that I would be worried about. Um, I also would look at it as you're going from a, a career that allows you to have, like, about two months off, even though you're still doing all the uh, certifications and professional development and everything else. And then going to a job that maybe gives 10 calendar days off or 15 calendar days off a year. So that's one thing that I'm just like, okay, ins and outs, pluses and minuses. I don't know.
2: Maybe you and I were in different situations at different points of our lives. Wayne, I don't know how you are feeling, but for me, my weekends and my summer vacation was spent going to the doctor because I had health related illnesses based <laughs> on stress. It was a lot of anxiety, crying, not being very cool to my then boyfriend, now fiance, because I did not feel like I was able to do anything except for work. And I had extreme anxiety. And towards the end, you know, some depression started to creep in the very last four months. I was balling on the way to work. So for me, losing that and being happy year round was a huge, huge, you know, move in the right direction. And many of the people that find me end up saying that, they realized that they hadn't felt like themselves, truly like themselves for years. So if you are able to like relax on the weekends, if you love your summers off, if you are doing great, able to be present for your family and children, and I know not, not 100%, no one's going to be able to do that 100% yeah. in any position. But if you feel better more than you, know, you feel bad then you might actually just need to work on like sustainable teaching practices and try to weather it out through this shitstorm storm that's COVID. And it might not be worth it for you to push through. Because a career change is not going to be an easy choice either. The actual struggle of a career pivot is challenging. So you need to make sure that that's the right decision for you before you do it.
1: Well, I'm going to say that I don't have any weekends. So... Um... <laughs> I mean, with the extracurricular stuff that I have to do, it is long hours. I would tell you it's uh, on average anywhere between a 12- to 14-hour day for me. There's obviously going to be a difference between the corporate world and the academic world. So do you see, like, and this is just going to be a question, uh, do you see a lot of people struggle with that and return, or is it they're out the door, they're staying out the door, and they're loving life at that point in time?
2: So I have only really been helping teachers for three years. And I will say that the majority of everybody who reaches out to me, even if that next career for them wasn't a perfect fit, they found that leaving was the right choice for them, at least in that time frame. I don't know, that's not enough data because I would assume if someone did end up saying, this sucks, I'm going back to the classroom, they might not email me. They might be like, <laughs> well, she doesn't care. But um, the majority of them, I think it's important to know that you might leave and you might go to a company that's not a good fit. What I like to say is think of, you know, there's a couple different grocery stores. You can go to the grocery store that maybe is like a family-owned meat market, or you might go to the grocery store that's like the nicest people in the world and sell a bunch of vegan products. And one might be a better fit for you than the other one. Not every company is going to be the same. Not every company culture is going to be the same. And I have been very fortunate to really enjoy the two companies that I've worked for personally, but I have heard people, one of my other friends who's a former teacher has jumped from three different companies and one of them was very, very, very focused on What is the return on investment? What is our revenue? How do we make more money? And she realized that her heart was in companies that were more mission driven. They were people who were really focused on how do we make an impact? What can we change? And they treated their employees a little bit better than those who are revenue focused. So there's always going to be difference of what type of company works for you. And you may have to pivot after you're outside of the classroom but usually once people are out it was even it's usually easier for them even to find that second company because you now have even more transferable experience they've been able to see oh she's been in this customer success role for 8 months now we might give her a customer success manager position or Now they're able to see that you were actually, you know, utilizing your skills in a new environment.
1: So do you see that teachers are taking a pay cut normally or a pay increase when going from their years of service to an entry level job at a uh, corporate uh, environment?
2: Great question. If you are within the first five years of your teaching career, 85 percent of them have found jobs that are higher paying right off the bat. Now, once you get to 5 to 10 years, 10 plus years, it is going to be more challenging. So that's going to be a personal decision on whether or not you're in a situation where a $5,000 pay cut isn't that big of a deal to you because you're absolutely miserable and you'd like to try something new, or you want to wait a year to develop new skills to continue to fight for those higher paying positions. With that also comes... The different caveat of this depends on what state you're in. There was someone that was on my podcast, uh, a course member of mine, and she was in the classroom for 17 years and she got to the salary negotiation phase. And she said that she was not quite sure what was going to happen, what they're going to offer her. And she's like, shit, it is so much more than I made. And I was like, where do you live? Well, it's Oklahoma. And it's a remote-based position. Ah. So so she's making so much... She's like, I never would have made this much teaching. So that's... If you're coming from a New York and I live in Los Angeles, it is going to be challenging if you have been in the classroom more than 10, 15 years. You want to focus on your leadership skills. So all the times you trained other teachers, that's train-the-trainer kind of modeling. Anytime you managed other people... You really want to focus on anytime you are a leader in charge of other people to show that you're not just going into. And it's never when it's entry level, it still isn't entry level with that stigma attached to it. It's still showing your transferable skills, but it's usually higher paying entry level positions that most teachers go into. But if you've been in the classroom longer, you're going to want to look for more specific Mm -hmm. roles that are going to be more competitive. I want to be totally transparent there because everybody else at that company is going to fight for that six-figure job. So you're going to really have to stand out because everyone else there is is going for it. Some of the higher-paying positions are... um, Instructional design is a high-paying position, but it's very, very competitive right now. And it is very technology-heavy. So you would need to learn a lot of tech tools to stand out above the rest. And it is a time commitment to put together a portfolio and all that. But there are options out there. And it just kind of depends on where you're at and whether or not it's your long-term goal or if it's worth it to you to work on it being a long-term goal, depending on your level of burnout. Last thing I want to say on this with anyone who's been in the classroom longer I do have a little bit, a uh, caveat, if you are nearing retirement age, that is where your pension really comes into play. And so I do not want to discourage anyone from leaving, especially mental health, physical health. But if you can take a one-year like leave of absence and not lose your teaching license and double check what it would do to your pension to leave early if you are very, very close to retirement age, now everybody else... Even if you're going to vest into your pension next year, but you're not going to retire for 15 years, it actually doesn't make sense. You can just roll it over to another 401k. I left before I vested into my pension and I rolled it over into a 401k because I did the math. And if I would have stayed in the classroom two more years or something like that at that new district, I would have gotten a whopping like $500 per month from my pension. And doing the math of how that actually looks in a different investment strategy Pensions only really make sense and are really great investments if you do plan to retire from the profession. Mm-hmm. I have a, a video that I've put up on YouTube that I actually had an expert come in and walk through all the different scenarios to, to help show, because it's hard to describe just in audio. It's a little complex, but I do have that up on my YouTube channel. If anybody wants to just double check where they're at and whether or not it makes sense. But once again, I'm not a financial advisor. You have people (laughs) at your district, go talk to them and see what's up. Hey
0: Wayne, guess what? What? We have a Patreon. Is that like OnlyFans? It's just like OnlyFans with a lot less ass. For as little as 5 to $10 a month, you can join our Patreon, and you get access to all kinds of lost episodes, unreleased episodes. We release episodes just for the Patreon multiple times a month. We also have special Patreon-only events for our patrons. We have movie watch parties. Last month, we did the Breakfast Club. I believe we're going to do Carrie, the 1970 version, this coming month for Halloween and have a little educator tie-in. We have our special podcast for the pi- – the the patrons can listen live and call in and ask questions. We also have our special Facebook group. That's only for our patrons. So guys, we love you. There's about 60 of you guys out there. Our hearts belong to you, but for another five, $10 a month, anyone out there can be a teacher needs drink patron to help keep us going. We also have a step bet that is starting on October 11th. You can download the step bet app and use the code T N a D four to jump in and get motivated to take those extra steps and walk all the time and win a little money while you're doing it. My God, I need to anyway, Do it now! Woo! Woo! So, would you rather find out that your parents pay all your friends to like you or introduce yourself to strangers by sniffing their butt like a dog? So, Wayne, Daphne, would you rather find out that your parents pay all your friends to like you, or would you have to introduce yourself to strangers by sniffing their butt like a dog, Wayne? <laughs> Um, I'm going
1: to have to say it would not surprise me if my parents actually paid people to be my friends so I'm going with that
0: (laughs) I don't know I I like my friends I like believing they're my friends so I might have to do a little bit of butt sniffing but I think that would lead to a shrinking social circle for me because I don't really want to (laughs) go sniff strangers butts and I'm yeah so yeah um, I think I'm just going to have less friends and start sniffing around a little bit of Daphne. What about you? Uh,
2: I can't, I, it was a very, that was a hard one for me. I can't bring myself to do the butt sniffing. And I think the way that I can think of it optimistically is that at least my friends are earning income and they're doing a good job of making me feel liked. And that's like, that feels like a win-win. It, it sucks, but I'd like to think that I'm likable enough that I won them over. Like one of those, they she's all that situations where (laughs) I tricked them into actually liking me.
0: Well, there you go. That's the bright side. And what do you do with the shitty friends? Like, Hey, my parents are paying you good money. Why you got to be an asshole. (laughs) I mean, why didn't you show up at the bar? Why didn't you pay your tap? There you go. I like your answer. You know what, Daphne, you win. I will not sniff anyone's ass all right well let's wrap it up my friends thank you for joining us for another episode of teacher needs a drink podcast i'd like to thank miss sparkles who was here briefly but we lost her connection as it happens and also mr wanker for being here with me wanker thank you for being here Thank you. I got to go find a towel. (laughs) And Miss Daphne Williams, teacher career coach, where can my friends hear more of you? If they want to listen to your podcast, what do they need to look up?
2: So I actually made a page specific for your audience. It's at teachercareercoach.com forward slash teacher needs a drink. And I have a free career quiz there for any teachers who are curious what jobs they're qualified for outside of the classroom and links to my podcast and some of my other Good resources all on that one page. So it's teachercareercoach.com forward slash teacher needs a drink.
0: Awesome. Well, we will be having that link everywhere, all what? over the place. So Daphne, thank you for being here. I greatly appreciate it. And all my friends out there, please make sure you're taking care of yourselves. Go see a therapist. Take medication when you do, take a mental health day if that's what's needed. Don't feel bad about not checking email. It is your right by God. Anyway, my friends, deep breaths, deep drinks. Cheers! Woo, yay, oh. da, da. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast comes out every Wednesday and is proudly sponsored by Ludlam Dramatics and Legendary Pretzels. If you'd like to find out more information about our guest, Miss Daphne Williams, the teacher career coach, you should go to our website, www.teachercareercoach.com forward slash Teacher Needs a Drink. We have the link in the description below, or you can go to our Facebook and find the link, or go to Instagram and click in our info and find the drink. The link... It's on our website. Go click on one of our links, and that way, you know, it also helps out Teacher Needs a Drink, too. So thank you so much to Miss Daphne Williams. really enjoyed everything she had to bring. I'd like to thank my guest host today, Mr. Wanker. And also, we had Miss Sparkles for a little bit, but then we lost her because she had a crappy connection. So it happens sometimes. Anyway, my friends, uh, take care of yourselves. If you have anything you want to hit us up, uh, talk to us through the contact page of our website. And, of course, uh, leave a review, subscribe, tell your friends friends about us. I don't know. I'm fried. It's Tuesday night. This is coming out in five hours. I'm glad you're listening. Thank you guys. Love you.
1: Elvis. Yes. How much do they pay you? (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs)